All right, hello everybody. Welcome to week eight of Beer and Bullshit. Week eight. Can you wow, believe it that's now? That's weak. That's pretty weak. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start referring to our podcast as if we're infants. Ooh. We've been, uh, we're eight weeks old now. We should be able to, what? I don't what, know. What do you have two kids. I have no idea what an eight week <laughs> what old do does. eight weeks old do? <laughs> well, uh, tonight, once again, oh, we're, uh, we're being provided with some beverages already. Well, tonight, uh, once again, I'm joined by our uh, co- my co-host, Jason Boisseau. Joined. I think the co-host joined. is there. Yeah, you're always there. Yes. All right. I'm not joined. He didn't join in. He just <laughs> was always there. Anyways, and myself again, Corey McGee. And tonight, we have a very special guest, uh, Beer and Bullshit, uh, first actual beer entrepreneur to join us here, Mr. John St. Pierre. Came this close to call him George St. Pierre. He <laughs> right. looks about the same, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. A little more facial hair, I think. <laughs> From Full Beard Brewing Company here in Timmins, Ontario. Our first brewery opening up in quite some time. Soon, soon. Yeah. We're working on it right now. Uh, renovations are being underway. Uh, well, we got a permit, uh, I believe it was today. So some stuff has been moved around, displaced. Uh, nothing huge right at the moment, but until we get that permit to be you know done and mm-hmm. finalized um but in the next couple of weeks you'll start seeing a lot more movement going on at the brewery side um and waiting our, our equipment stuff to come up uh, hopefully mid-october if everything goes well yeah so everything's coming together now it's uh, starting to feel a little less stressful or more stressful uh, i'd say i'd say it's probably about the same if not a little more busier um but obviously yeah like we just got back from a week uh, in Niagara, uh, you know, taking on uh, some sightseeing uh, slash uh, some brewery uh, training as well with Niagara College there, uh, talking with them, the students, uh, some of the teachers. And then our next day we spent uh, almost uh, half a day looking at our equipment, looking at the stuff that we're getting, the quality of equipment, uh, guys working on some of the equipment right now as we speak, welding some of the, the stuff. So it's all made in Canada, which is awesome as well. Um, and then on Saturday, we did the brew fest uh, at the zoo uh, in Niagara and Fort Erie uh, at the zoo. And it was pretty, pretty good, pretty good turnout for everybody. So. Nice, nice. Yep. And uh, so, all right, that, that kind of is pretty interesting. Uh, a brewing event at a zoo. What? Yeah. It, How does uh, that come about? <laughs> well, we, uh, we got contacted by one of the ladies there that was putting on their first ever uh, brew fest there. Uh, she had contacted numerous breweries, and we were one of them, being new out the gate. And she thought it would be a good experience for us to kind of get, you know, hers their first one out, or first one out. <laughs> so um, it was kind of, I guess you could say, beer virgins to go out of this event, right? <laughs> so uh, on both sides. Um, and it was a great experience to be down there. And then we did some other stuff as we added to that list of what we did. And uh, it was a perfect timing for all of it. But, yeah, they, at the zoo... Uh, I did do the tour. Um, the thing is, there was a tent there, so not everybody was able to walk around with their beer in hands because, mm. you know, feeding beer to a gorilla <laughs> might be the dangerous thing to be doing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <Harambe>. <laughs> and, and, or the lions could be, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, they had a lot of monkeys and stuff hanging around too, which they got excited once the beer festival started. You can hear them in the backside kind of doing their little jungle cries and whatnot well i can definitely see it you know like having beer getting intoxicated releasing your wild side you're in <laughs> yeah, yeah. right yeah should hire me for for their branding next year <laughs> could be no that's really cool so you guys got the, got a chance to check out all the equipment that you're going to be uh purchasing from from a supplier down there or is it yeah so one of the suppliers is creveller that uh is renowned for their equipment uh for breweries and wine 
Okay. Uh, a lot of wineries take on their equipment too, the stainless steel. Um, we decided to go local with them. <clears throat> local and being Canada and not, you know, the States or not somewhere mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're supplying our equipment. And they come up and do the setup with you. They kind of get you going on things. Uh, they do even brew some recipes with you too as well. Kind of test the waters out. Um, because, you know, we're obviously home brewers in a way. Turned out to be brewers. Uh, you know, so at the largest scale, you know, and especially with your own equipment. Mm-hmm. It's different when you have some people when you're brewing with them. Uh, like Broadhead right now who brews with us. Uh, they have, they've been there for six, seven years now, or five, six years, you know, so they have that experience already on hand, so it's almost like a teacher teaching us kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that rope, and then, so now we need to get to that step and, and that level uh, of brewing and bigger equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they come up, do all that training with us, set us up, and then they come back and check <clears throat> on us later on, or a couple couple weeks later. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that is, you know, you mentioned something about you guys being at, at your very essence, uh, home brewers who are just kind of upscaling up to this point, right? Uh, is that how this all started? Uh, pretty much. I mean, we've, 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 you know, the people that I have in my group are my partners, uh, ones close to me. Uh, you know, we had discussions over and time again that, you know, we wanted to do something. Uh, we've, t- you know, we've done some brews in the past, not as much as normally home brewers have. Um, then I kind of got to do it. And that two years, three years ago, we started doing a lot more brewing. Um, so yeah, I'm new at it, you know, when it comes to that, that, that point there. Um, but the people that we have now brought on with us also have some experience with that, with the years to come too, as well. Um, Andrew, who can be here tonight, one of our brew guys, uh, he, I mean, he's my good friend from Aussie, Australia. <laughs> so I call him the Aussie. Those Aussies love to drink. Yeah. <clears throat> and he likes to make his beer too. And he's really good at it. And, uh, and stuff. And, uh, sorry about that. No, no worries. It's very um, informal here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he came on board with us, joined us, and we even have a, a third person that's uh, coming on, Kirby. She's going to help us out as well. She's the one who owns our uh, hop farm uh, in Mat- by, towards Matheson. Okay. And cool. uh, we've had talks with her where she's she wants to come on part-time. Uh, another home brewer as well. Okay. Um, but these people here are bringing some extra expertise with us, uh, not only for me, because obviously I don't think I can get all of this done without having some of the help that I've had with good friends and good people that are joining me on it right Mm -hmm. um but you know brewing wise the last two years two three years you know been brewing it hasn't been for years and years but two years you know trying out different recipes getting the understanding of how to brew as well too right Mm -hmm. i mean there's a lot of science behind it and i think it got me involved uh to doing this as being part me working at the beer store for 15 Mm -hmm. years and as well as tap it for 11 years you know, uh, see, tell us a bit a bit about Tappet. But well, I, you know what? I think before we we get into the, the real in depth into that stuff, I think probably we should talk a little bit about what we're drinking yeah, tonight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Explain the beer to us. Usually, uh, I come in here, but since we do have the the actual expert on his own beer, you should uh, yeah tell us a bit about you know type of beer, uh, percentage, uh, you know, just something about it. A little backstory. So we uh, we really wanted to come up with a beer um, to start off with that would you know make Timmins want to drink this beer, right? Um, I hate to come in with a beer that's too hoppy or under hoppy and, and almost like too light where it's not. You have to come in with something that people are going to want to drink of Timmins. A crowd pleaser. A crowd pleaser. And, and you know, we're a blue-collar town, right? Mm-hmm. Mining, forestry, stuff like that. So a beer like this would, I think, and I, it obviously it's proving itself right now, has made it for the people of Timmins, right? And uh, so we made a pale ale. So being a little lighter, it's a 4.5% alcohol. Uh, the IBU is only 20, so it's not very hoppy, except for that little bite at the end that we wanted to have there. Mm-hmm. 
some people call it like an aftertaste. I, I'm not a big fan of using that word aftertaste because, uh, you know, an aftertaste sometimes, you know, people think it's, it's kind of bad, right? A negative yeah. connotation. Yeah, yeah. The word. yeah. correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's got a nice bite to it. Okay. Put it that way, right? And, and I like that, you know, because if, if you can enjoy that bite and it's smooth at the end and you're okay with that, then that's what we, that's what we gain from making this beer that way. Uh, it took a few trials with uh, with ourselves, Andrew, our brew guy, and even the guys from Broadhead to kind of get where we needed to be with that recipe. Um, adding different kind of hops to make sure this is what we wanted for flavor and taste-wise. So trying at home, brewing it over and over and over, try to get that. We couldn't. We asked them for some expertise from Broadhead to give us some pointers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this is stuff that we've kind of, and then we went back to the drawing board again. Did some drawings up on it, obviously, and some tasting and testings again, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, meaning a lot of drinking a beer of that night. Um, and this is what we came up with with our pale ale. Well, I think it's pretty aptly named to. It's a five o'clock shadow yeah. that right, works, correct. and just as that <laughs> that that uh, whole idea of being a working class town. The, the, when you're having your five, when you got your five o'clock shadow, you're having your five o'clock yeah. shadow, right? It's right after work. That's right, just, right after work, you and you're having it, right? And I do got to say that. Uh, your, your your definition of it being or thinking when, when you're coming into this, uh, Timmins uh, Timmins beer drinkers are usually a bit more you know the, the Coors and Molson guys, very the easy drinking uh, beers, uh, beer drinking guys. Uh, I think a uh, super smart idea to go with a uh, kind of a crowd pleaser because uh, I'm sure many beer brewers or brewers, I guess, just would be called not beer brewers, Micro I guess. Brewers. <laughs> well, yeah, Micro brewers, yeah, uh, you know, usually you know, guys who are into that usually like you know the super hoppy stuff or the whatever like you know, they they have they like beer and they'll like the bitter taste because you know for whatever reason and it's smart that you know you, you guys held back you actually went for a nice good crowd pleaser and that's actually you know, commend you on appreciate that. it job. appreciate it no it, yeah. it's no go ahead it, it's it's something that we've been wanting to you know and when we launched that day you know you don't expect to see people you know it's hard you don't know where they're going to be at right it could be a real you know, uh, saying no to everything on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people not ha- showing up to wanting to drink it. You know, you get that kind of feeling in your gut that day, especially when we had our opening launch here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was kind of nervous coming in, and uh, the wife was asking me quite a bit, you know, how you feeling today? Are you okay? <laughs> is your stomach, it's a big is your, day. It's a big day, right? <laughs> and uh, and I told her, I said, well, we'll see. We'll test it out tonight, right? And uh, the reception from back from everybody has been really good and receptive on it. Yeah, we have some positive, and we have some, some uh, positive criticism on it as well. Mm-hmm which we take back and you know what you you can't make everybody happy mm-hmm. but if we can make a good percentage of people happy and it obviously shows in the numbers in the sales or shows numbers in people you know responding to it whether it's f- through facebook or untapped or even uh, instagram and twitter you know we get those messages back to us and people are emailing us constantly saying hey i tried your beer love it you know or you know your beer is great had a little bit of aftertaste but it's drinkable you know so you, you can't please everybody but we made a good percentage of people yeah. happy on drinking it. And I think it's a really good idea for that to be your launch, your flagship beer, right? Correct. Like just the the idea that you're going to try to have uh, a bit a bit more of a mass appeal. Uh, I mean, it still tastes like a microbrew. It's not something that... Not you, something you know, you're going to get out of a case of beer out of your store. No, right now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You, you can actually um, uh, appreciate that it's got some, it's got flavor and it's uh, there's there's some difference to it, uh, but it, but it's also not so bold to be alienating, yeah. right? That's right. So, and, and not just a plain old lager. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is a lot of these other breweries do come out, and that's what we talked about before we came out with the Pale Ale, and we were discussing it this weekend, is uh, most breweries come out with a blonde ale, 
right? Okay. That's their favorite two to go, right? Uh, a lot of these other guys do that, which is okay. Like, I mean, that, that's that, that's how maybe they, they became the breweries that they are or the brewers that they've started, right? And I think it's just that I wanted more flavor. I wanted something that was this kind. And I've tried a lot of pale ales that I liked, and there were some that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got to those two where I wanted to be that happy medium and doing the pale ale. And uh, we wanted to come up with this being our beer, right? Mm-hmm. And the good thing about 5 o'clock shadow, obviously, and, and this is for us starting, obviously, with the full beard. How <laughs> it's do you just get, so perfect. You know, we're a new brewery starting out, so how do you get to a 5 o'clock shadow? Or how do you get to a full beard? Sorry, you start with a 5 o'clock shadow. So being oh, our first boy. beer, being a launch of the brewery, this is how you get to it. You got to grow into it. Yeah, That's no right. kidding. No kidding. That's, That's perfect. Right. So is the idea to, to, to you know, progress from there? And yeah, obviously we're we're looking at doing some other brews. We've been we've been talking all week and weekend uh, with our brewers, um, you know, kind of figuring out what we want, how we want to go about, where do we want to start with some more beers. Um, we've been discussing on some ambers, some light tasting ambers, um, and even having some stouts that we're working on right now too as well. Uh, we have one that uh, we're looking at doing as a pear style beer. So, so yeah, and we we tried one from Niagara this weekend, which. We, their booth was right beside us, and the great guys from Niagara Brewing, uh, sorry, Niagara uh, Breweries mm-hmm. in, in, in Niagara. And uh, they had one in there, I think it was a peach Radler of sort. And it was actually very flavorful, flavorful for them, what they did. And uh, a lot of the, the women liked it, right? It was something easy tasting. It was a summertime kind of beer for that event. And, uh, you know, doing some beers kind of like that to try to, you know, take the ladies, take some of the men for this, different kinds of beers. We'd mm-hmm. like to do that, right? And, and well, yeah. one one question I have. Uh, so, right now, so your your setup, you guys are still getting your setup going. Yeah. Uh, you guys are, are brewing at what brewery right now? Right now, we're brewing with our buddies, uh, Broadhead Brewery. So, Bro- Broadhead. Okay. Broadhead. Have, we, do, have we had Broadhead mm, on no, the show? We have not. Not on the show. You anyway. should. You should. They got I've had it before. Ones. It's tasty. Oh yeah. But. Uh, so, uh, so how does that work? How does that deal work? And I'll, I'll have a follow up question afterwards. But how does that deal work? How do you work that out with them? Well, is that a usual type of thing that happens? That, that is a usual thing that happens with a lot of breweries that are getting up starting. Uh, more down south that they do the contract brews because they're so close to each other. Um, I know Ottawa does a lot of contract brewing. Big Rig does contract brewing for them. They do contract brewing for Big Rig. And there's a few other breweries around there. Same as another one that uh, it's called Henderson Brewery in Toronto. Uh, Mark Bazinquin, he was actually one of the brewmasters that we've been talking to since we started all this. We were looking at hiring him to come on board with us to help us out for a bit as well. Uh, but he got on to bigger things with Henderson Brewing. They do a huge amount of contract brews for a lot of beers, as well as their own beers. Um, but when you talk to these guys, some places can do it, some can't. depends on the capacity that they have left uh, for their brewery. Um, you know, if you look at some of the breweries, they're at 99% you know, percent capacity where they can't brew extras. They're having a hard time keeping up with their batches. Um, but Broadhead had a, a spot that they could fill for us in between. We helped them out in a bit as well as paying for our brews, our contracts by LCBU and ACGO regulation. Um, but there's contracts you have to sign and, and whatnot and get all this done. Okay. And then it allows us to be able to sell, but only sell to licensees only. So that means the restaurants, the bars, or certain events that have licensees carrying their, their stuff to them. Okay, so at this time, uh, is, is that a reason why no, like you, you can't just go pick up a six-pack or go pick up a... Yeah, case? that's right. So the, the reason why, yeah, the contract brew only allows us to go into licensees, so we can't sell out of our retail store until we are actually manufacturing in our location, which at that time, hopefully, comes November, and, and we're able to produce some beers and get the people to come in and purchase. And with like the beer store, Lickbo, 
uh, do you have to fill quota with them if you are going to start selling in those uh, no, establishments? Two things. The, uh, the good thing about the beer store, uh, obviously working there for 15 years, we had the inside. We're allowed up to two SKUs in every store uh, free listing. The only thing we got to pay is a certain amount of cents per can for us uh, or pay them, sorry, per can sold that they pay to their employees or keeps them in the business or whatnot. So it's like stocking fees, yeah. right? Yeah. Pretty much. But the listing fee before was huge. That's where a lot of these microbreweries couldn't get in because the listing fees were so high. And every store you go, you had to pay, I don't know, I'll throw a number out there, but it could be 500 bucks a year per store, 400 bucks oh. for that one can oh, per geez. year. So, you know, or it, I think it was more, that's probably more the keg side. But, okay. you know, if I wanted to put my keg in there of five o'clock shadow, it was like $400 per year for that one, that one skew of, of uh, Oh boy. And just that one location. Just that one location. Oh, so, yeah, that's prohibitive for sure. Yeah. So that's why we, and then that's why, you know, Kathleen Wynn making the new rules and the regulations with government, uh, allowing breweries to be up. We, as a brewery up north, have a lot more freedom. We're allowed up to five beer stores within our location. Because we're so huge as a location, we can be in places like Kirkland Lake, Cochrane, Irka Falls, Timmins, uh, New Liskard, Cap, or Hirsch because of the territory that we're in. So that gives us a little bit more breathing room as well okay. to expand. Okay. Whereas if you look at Toronto, they got to be, you know, like in, in Toronto, obviously, they're going to have beer stores in every almost mall, exactly. right? Exactly. So, you know, if that brewery, that brewery's there, they, they can only pick the five They're that are there. stuck to that neighborhood. That's right. right. Oh, That's right. Okay. Where we can expand a few, you know, a lot further out. Mm-hmm. So, but distribution is we have to get it there. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. But that's I'm okay with the that. Challenges. Oh, and so you're, and that's something that you guys have figured out and worked into your business plan. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. No, that's uh, that's really interesting to to learn a little bit about because I don't know uh, I don't know about you, Jason. I don't consider myself a beer connoisseur, host of beer and bullshit, right? <laughs> But I, I consider myself a beer and you, appreciator. You want to be the uh, marketing guy for uh, the, the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Smart for the zoo. Whatever. You don't need to know anything about beer. Just got to drink enough of it. No, but uh, as a an appreciator or a consumer of beer, uh, it's nice to be able to learn a little bit more about what goes on in the back in the background, and especially the rules that govern the sale of alcohol in Ontario. Because yeah. that's something that everybody likes to complain about, right? Everybody does. I mean, there is some good leeway if you understand the regulation. Um, you know, we have to be really patient for ourselves. Like, we, we can't even take any beer home for us because for us, it's it's not technically our beer still. In a way, if the contract brew, they contract for us. We sell, and it's their, their ingredients that they're using that we paid for, mm-hmm. but we bought it, right? There's regulations with that. So you got to make sure that we can't even sell, bring it out of home home because then there's yeah, they can come after you for that too, right? Wow. Yeah. Um, once you're open and up and running, the CRA, Canada Revenue Agency, comes in. They check everything. They make sure they check your inventory. Probably once every so many months, they come and check your inventory, make sure stuff's on, on par. Excuse me. And, um, and you get all those other people coming in to check on you. So... There is a lot of <laughs> eyes that are all over you, and you got to make sure that you do things the proper way, right? Which we have from, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. From day one, since we applied for everything, and application-wise, everything's to minute T. We've never launched any beer. We never even served any beers until our launch, which we had regulated, and we have our license for it. So, yeah, everything for And it, we right? applied for a license, and we got our license, and that's the day we did our launch. We had to make sure all those licenses and permits are in our, in our, in our, in our hands for us to do this because... 
I don't want to make I don't want to hurt our our business of trying to apply for the license and that whatnot. Right? Yeah, you don't so, want to put any un, undue barriers in yeah. your way, right? I had a lot of people ask me, you know, Johnny, can I try some of your beer? You know, can we try some sampling of your beer? And uh, no, you know what? I didn't feel comfortable giving it out for two things. One is health, what reasons? You know, mm. if I'd made a bad batch and it happens, right? Because it's science, it's, it's microorganisms you're, you're you're brewing, right? Um, you can make people sick. Uh, and two. Um, you know, I didn't want to break the law and, and have somebody knock on my door and saying, yeah, you've been removed of your license and you're not allowed to have it anymore. Right. Mm. So I guess that actually brings up a point we probably should have, uh, we should have mentioned or, uh, <laughs> we are currently drinking this today at Montana's restaurant. Yeah. In Timmins. <laughs> Timmins so there. you might wonder, we are actually in the, uh, I guess the patio the side, patio side uh, yeah. which is actually kind of accommodated clo- very yeah. nicely. Thanks it's for somewhat closed up as like all the chairs and tables are stacked on the one side, but which is why the, uh, I guess the poly uh, plastic poly seal is behind us, uh, but you know behind us is a mall. So uh, yeah, so <laughs> you're probably like that is why we can drink this because we are drinking this in a license right. establishment. Yes, yes, right. we're not we're not doing this illegally. Yeah. This isn't that shady. That's good. Awesome. Bring no, that's that's a, that's a really good segue to that. <laughs> no, thanks a lot to Montana's for for having mm, us here. Yes, definitely. But uh, maybe that's that's a good way to kind of talk a little bit about where uh, where people can try it out at the moment. It's uh, so right now for us, Montana's is the place and Timmins to try it. We are working on other licensees in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we've found we've kind of fell back a bit with with, with the amount of quantity of beers we've had. Uh, you know, unknown to us that we're going to be making a huge dent into the kegs that we've ordered uh, and that we brewed um, at Montana, which is a good thing. Which yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. Good um, problem to have. Of yeah, course. yeah. Very good so we want to make sure we can facilitate Montana's first, uh, and, and 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 then now we can scale ourselves where we can be. Now it's kind of slowed down somewhat, uh, mm-hmm. where they can see where their 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 sales are continuing. Right. Um, we do. We did go out to uh, Minor Sun in North Bay. Good friend of mine out there. Um, oh, good old that Nick delinquent Nick Gignac. Oh dear lord! <laughs> I'm sure he'll be listening to this. Oh, that bomb. So, Nick, I was out there, and we actually put it on tap, and uh, he's been very happy about it. Uh, he loves it. He loves a beer. He, tr- you know, he tried, you know, because he's a good, 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 good friend of mine. So he had a, a, a nibble of it, uh, and he, he loves it. So, um, and uh, he put it, he wanted to put it on tap. He was very, you know, as soon as they had it, they wanted to put it on. Uh, and the next place right now that we're looking at doing is obviously uh, Sudbury. We have the Laughing Buddha in Townhouse. We're okay, working on great. something. Uh, my cousin Mathieu, he's out there running both those restaurants. Okay. Um, at, well, bar, tavern, and restaurant uh, beside each other. He's been talking about having it. They have a lot of crafts on tap as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zante's a new Liskard. And then you know we're trying to get some intimins, but it's it's just a process before we can. So speaking of that process, is that something that you feel like you ran into a lot of red tape and process? Well, I mean, you've already spoken quite a bit to it, but um, do you feel like that was something that was prohibitive or was it just part of doing, doing business? Um, some people look at it as red tape. Some people look at it as a pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> I wonder which. You, yeah. You thought. <laughs> um, sometimes, I mean, there's a good and bad to it, right? I mean, I, I got somebody told me not too long ago that, um, you know, what, what is uh, against you in a way will make you stronger later on. Um, you know, figuring out how to get around this, you know, took us a lot of hearts, the hits to the, to the chest for us, mm-hmm. uh, where we couldn't move forward. And, um, you know, once we got past and understand, understood the regulations and understood how do we get there, uh, it became a lot more. So now it's like, okay, 
I got it now. So now I can open up businesses anywhere now. Now I know how to get there. You know, right? You know, so yeah. I know the easier route now, right? So we went, we went the, the I'd say the, the, not the shorter route. We went the longer route, but wanted to understand it more, right? Instead of cheating and going around, we went the longer route to understand everything. And now I think with us now, now we have that clear path that we can do what we want. Uh, we understand it now. Um, mm-hmm. But, the, you know, the, the people say the LCBO gives them a hard time, ACGO. They've been working with us from day one. And they've been good with us, you know. Emails back or telephone calls, they answer right on the spot for us. Uh, City of Timmins has been really good with us. Uh, at the start, I think we had some uh, misunderstanding of where we wanted to be, but a lot of the, the you know, the councillors were already on board with us, and so was the mayor. But I think we needed to kind of sit down a few times with them, and that, that's where we got to where we had to be. We understood what, what they were talking about and explaining to us. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been really helpful with us to the end. Uh, and even to this now, they're, they're even, they're happy for us now and they're anxious for us. Somebody's racing. <laughs> There's those light bar people. You're passed <laughs> off. <laughs> what, you know what it's, you're saying that, uh, you know, city council, uh, and, uh, you know, city of Tim has actually been very helpful, helpful. Sorry. Uh, which is actually kind of a reincurring uh, thing we've been hearing with yeah. different uh, business owners in town. Which you know, usually you would you you hear people just bitching about stuff, saying, "Oh, the city's horrible; they don't do anything." Well, so far with, with the different entrepreneurs we've had, they've all have only said good things about the city count, city council, about just you know the the workers, some people in the BIA, some people in whatever other organizations in, in city. Have all been you know still been positive, and you're yeah. you're echoing that same thing, which it's you know, starting to too. sound suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there might be somebody's threatening to break someone's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Could be you never know enough money or the mafia on. But the big thing about it is every time we sat with the city of Timmins officials, whether it's all the way down to engineering department, all the way up to head, you know, the head uh, like Mayor Black, yeah. is that they kept every time we had our meeting, they kept saying to us, "We're not against you. We want this to happen as much as you guys." Okay. You know, we just got to figure this out. We got it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was there was an incident. There's, you know, it's a light incident, but Joe Talone, you can probably make a joke about it, but he was really good with us. Um, <laughs> you know, we sent an email back saying, well, how does New Ontario, like, you know, we can't have a building beside a house, but New Ontario, which is a brewery in North Bay, have a house directly beside them, like right beside their door, their garage mm-hmm. door. They have their garbage bin there too, beside the house. We asked how they can have it, and uh, they said, "Oh, it can." And then, and then, so then we sent the picture off because we were down there at the time. Sure. Same exact time, we sent the picture off saying, "Okay, they do." So then, some more stuff kind of came up and said, "Yeah, okay, this is how we do it. This is how we're going to go about it now." And and the city finally said, "You know what? We can do this. We can do this." Uh, and what they did for us was a special provision in the bylaw allowing our building, only our building and our location, to be allowing to have a brewery in that site there. Okay. So we got the bylaw amended to allow it a special provision of our brewery to be in that location and only in that location. So what's the reasons why you wouldn't be able to, to set up beside a residential area? Well, the, the city has a bylaw um, that requires, it's, it's, it's called a D6 study okay. uh, bylaw. And if you don't have that study done, which means there's no adverse effects to ground, noise, uh, pollution, all that stuff, uh, that you can't be within a, a 20 meters of a house. If you're within 20 meters, it's a, it's a, it's a no-no. Okay. If you're within 70 meters of a house, uh, distance-wise, uh, you, you need a study done. So because that house is right beside it, we had to get the special provision. So it even made it even more difficult for us mm-hmm. because other locations we had, we were about 70 meters outside, which or 70 meters within the 27 meters, sorry, um, and we had to get that study done. But then we changed location to the one we are now, which is 219 Wilson, uh, our landlord, great guy. 
you know, we talked to him about it and he was all on board. And But we needed to get those studies done to get where we had to be uh, for the city where as well. Where you had to be, okay. Yeah. And I went and visited the neighborhood uh, months before that too. Once we kind of figured out that building might be ours, or that we talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I went to every house around that area, talked to everybody. Um, I even gave letters out with my face on it and, and explaining what we're doing and what we're looking at doing. They were very receptive of it. We had a lot of emails come back to us. Um, people come to visit. Every time they saw me, they're like, oh, yeah, brew right around my place. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. See, and I, and I think that's something that uh, people who might be complaining about not being, like, the business, not the city not being business friendly or um, yeah. having issues with that is not realizing that you need to go out and make yourself part of the community if you want to be accepted by the community, right? That's right. And, and it's, it's very, I think those bylaws exist for that reason. Like, people live here primarily, right? Yeah, that's correct. And uh, it's important for businesses to be just as um, as courteous as neighbors would be, right? And that's, and that's a big thing, right? you got to remember, these these people that are around, the, the, well, you guys are as well, but we yeah. all pay taxes, like they all yeah. say, right? So we need to have opinion and what's being built around us too, right? And, and I understand that. And that's where we got that sense of saying, the city's not working against us. This is something that they do to protect the city of uh, exactly. people of city of Timmins, right? They don't want a big, you know, nuclear plant being built right beside them. I think that would be crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But a microbrewery... Eh. Yeah, should be a little easier, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, if it gives beer and it's good for you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, it's very good for you. Talk to us about the health effects of beer. <laughs> well, I can't do that because I might be... Then, then they might ask for other information, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's all. No, that's really... Uh, it's really encouraging to hear that the city is uh, is being encouraging to, to business owners. And you're seeing this kind of renaissance, a little bit of... Uh, of, uh, of small businesses opening yeah. of all kinds, uh, whether it be restaurants, shops, retail, uh, brewery now. And uh, I don't know, Tim is starting to be like a cool place to live. It's starting to, live. Yeah. starting, to, be. starting, starting to be. Starting to be. And the other good thing too, I want to make a point of is obviously Wilson now, and I always say it now, it's becoming the younger strip. We have Tuffanello's that are there now with mm-hmm. Krista, you know, owning Tuffanello's. You got Dudipo who owns Dabrowski's, yeah. another young entrepreneur. Uh, you have Sean Gagne, who's a year older than I am, but he's still a young entrepreneur and he mm-hmm. owns Ace Hardware. You know, and then now you have the Full Beard Brewing there now. So, you know, we're getting we're getting to, the, you know, rebuilding the city of Timmins, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and I know we're not downtown, but Wilson is still considered downtown. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, and, I, and I mean, like, how far is a walk to Wilson if yeah. you're, yeah. So, um, and, and this is one thing I've been a little bit curious about. Uh, I've been kind of following your posts on, uh, on mm-hmm. social media, and I'm, I guess I have the question of what, what's your grand vision? Like, what are we to expect now when you guys look at your opening in November? What, uh, what's your facility going to be like? <clears throat> Well, uh, the brewery itself is going to have, when you walk in, obviously we've, we've had drawings, but they're very low-scale drawings, and we're still kind of finalizing the the uh, uh, the tap room itself because that might be our last little thing that we're going to get done up really nice uh, because of the fact that we put so much money into the brewery side and, and flooring and you know restructuring and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you walk in, obviously, to your left, um, if you've ever been into Conrad's video at one time or another, or even Metachair when it's there, there's some offices on the left-hand side. Uh, the first office is obviously where I'm going to be in. Uh, the second one now, there's two offices. That's being closed, uh, or it's going to be taking the wall down, sorry, and it's going to be actually a boardroom uh, with some nice doors on it, obviously, and you can have some meetings if you choose to. Uh, we can set up where people can have our beers, have some platters from food from down the street, mm-hmm. uh, working with them. 
Um, and then so when you walk in to the left again, we're going to have our retail space and then also our tap room bar. Uh, we're looking at getting some fridges that we're doing right now on wheels. If you haven't seen from other fridges that I've done, I put them on casters. They're pretty much free flow. They can move around anywhere. Wherever you need them. Pretty much. Um, and we're going to be pouring from there. So you can come up. You can sample some of the beers that we have once we're bringing a few more selection. Um, we also have the retail with a fridge. You can pick some of the beers from it. Uh, and then to the other sides, when you walk straight in again, uh, there's actually some seating area. So nice. And then uh, on that seating area, there'd be some nice chairs, tables. Obviously, you can sit down. We're having a full facility of washrooms uh, to facilitate the amount of people that we're going to have in that brewery uh, by code from the city, obviously. Okay. Um, and then on the other side, we have like a little railing, kind of like a bar, so you can look over into the brewery side. Okay. Some st- bar stools. And then on the other side, too, uh, where the windows are, so the back of the windows, uh, there is some more seating on the, on the main floor there and as well as some bar stools with a, another bar top looking into the brewery again. Okay. So you're, you're basically kind of boxed in. The brewery's boxed in on the one side and you can see everything from there. And everything's going to be exposed to the public. You know? Everything's exposed. We're oh, not, we're not nice. hiding anything so everybody no. can see it. <laughs> everybody can see the, the ma- where the magic happens. That's right? correct. Where the Oompa Loompas are just where working the fudge, in the <laughs> <laughs> come back. Where the fudge is packed. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, that's, uh, that, that's really cool. So you're going to have a bit of a pub atmosphere from what you're uh, you're describing it's good. yeah they they call it a tap room because the, okay. and that's another regulation as we talk about um so names are important in cases that's like correct okay. that's right so not pub tap room tap room right. right um so we're allowed up to we're up to, we're able to sell up to a 12 ounce glass okay uh of our beer if you choose to you can sit there and have a 12 ounce glass uh or you can try the sampler um, there is no food available during that time, but we can't go and eat or exceed any more than the 12 ounces. Um, so you can go in there and sit there, you know, have a pint or try your, you know, the tastings of different beers, mm-hmm. enjoy the atmosphere. Um, but, you know, our hours won't be reflecting anything like a pub or mm-hmm. restaurants. Uh, well, I'd say more of a restaurant because even here they're open at 11 o'clock and they're closed at 1030 or so. Yeah. Or 10, I think it is, Sean said. Um, you know, so that's kind of where our hours going to be. But then the thing is, when you do come in and you do sample some of our beers, you like that beer, you can take that beer home with you, uh, you purchase at the retail stop, and you can go home from it, right, and bring your beer with you. And okay, you know what I mean. So if you wanted to try a little sample, it you know try a, you know three four ounces of the beer itself, you can try it, um, and then you can take it home with you. He's going to try a couple more ounces. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> uh, says, I, don't, don't mind wor- if I do. Don't worry about me. I have the same lawyer. That Coach Bombay had in Muddy Ducks, <laughs> Ducks, who I don't know if you understood, was pulled over for DUI, and you know what his punishment was? To coach a inner city like St. Paul's, Minnesota, Pee Wee <laughs> hockey, hockey, hockey team. That was yeah. his punishment. I would say for DUI, the best movie lawyer of all time is that lawyer, <laughs> yeah. who who is completely different than the worst movie lawyer of all time, which would be the lawyer from Con Air. Yes. What? <laughs> I don't know if you remember Con Air. Okay, yeah, yeah. so uh, you know Nick Cage character was named Bo something, whatever. But he gets back from the war, goes to go see his 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 favorite gal, his best gal at the, at the bar, who is a waitress who's getting hit on by some some dudes, some ruffians. <laughs> he kind of tells him like, "Oh, back off, leave my girl alone." Talks with her, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so happy to see you." Blah blah blah. They go to leave. They get in the parking lot. Three dudes come out, pull a switchblade on him. He then, you know, of course, uses his Navy SEAL, Navy Ranger yeah. uh, work, you know, turns the knife on him, kills kills one of the guys accidentally in self-defense. Yeah. He goes to jail for like 10 years because his hands are dangerous weapons <laughs> and he should have known better and how to control himself. <laughs> yeah. 
If that that fucking lawyer who couldn't get him <laughs> with a fucking well. self defense, three dudes attacked him with a knife. Yeah, he still went to jail for ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gordon Bombay yeah, yeah. drives drunk and gets a coach of Pee Wee hockey, hockey, hockey team, like he fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's a little thing I was thinking about. <laughs> little, little tidbit he was just thinking about while we were talking about beer. That's all good. No, that's uh, uh, that that's really interesting to to understand that, and it's nice to see that you guys have progressed from. Uh, and, and you know, I kind of want to get into the your your other business yeah. um, you were talking about earlier how you started with tap it and was this just kind of the natural evolution out of tap it and i mean you can start by kind of explaining what <coughs> tap it is for those who don't know yeah uh well tap it yeah 11 years ago tap it's been there so we started or i started off with tap it being a uh draft service supplier so we did installs for towers uh jesus we got to join the dog now. All right. Timmins, wild place after dark. <laughs> so we, we started off doing, we do restaurants, installs, uh, keg fridges, uh, maintenance, line cleaning. Um, when I first started <laughs> off, hey boy, somebody brought their dog. This is, uh, this is all professional. I don't know who brings their dog, dog to, the for, to, the mall. Mall, to the mall parking lot or Montana's. <laughs> for supper. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so yeah, we do the installs, we do the work. Um, we've been servicing pretty much Northern Ontario. I started off very small. We did just Timmins area. Um, then it actually it grew and grew and more and more. Um, and then we started doing events. So then I started doing these events, you know, I had modified my fridges. We do catering events for weddings and stags. Uh, and we do some of these other bigger events like the rock on river, uh, Oktoberfest coming up as well. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a little stint in there for them. <laughs> Uh, coming in October 21st, I think it is. Um, so we do little events like that, and it's and it's been growing ever since. And and I think, you know, being in the beer store for 15 years, being 11 years, being a tap it, it was a natural fit. Uh, I already knew the licensees. I knew the restaurants. I knew mm. the bars. Very good friends with a lot of them. Uh, became good uh, relationships with a lot of them. Uh, I'm sure someone probably will say that they hate my guts behind my back without me being there, but uh, they they did. Okay, okay. So I'm sure I'm sure Sean would have a couple words for it. So, um, but you know, other than all, they all enjoy. And, and um, you know, when I we when we first came out the brewery, a lot of people at the start were kind of like, "Well, is it going to go right?" Because a lot of people will say it's hard to get a lot of these businesses going right, and uh, they seen how long it took me to do Tap It, which took 11 years, and now where I'm at, I'm at the peak where. Now I'm actually, uh, it's expanding even bigger now uh, than it was. It was a part-time job for the longest time because uh, at the beer store, working at the beer store for the the years and then now doing other stuff too, right? So now I'm I'm expanding it um, and as well as Full Beard is is obviously the new business starting up. But uh, we've been doing so many with a lot of restaurants and and, and the good thing about it is that when I walk into a restaurant, you know, they know who I am already and they know that I'm already starting to brewery up and they're asking when does that beer coming into their restaurant? So it, it's <clears throat> it's kind of a good thing, right? So it's almost like a you know my foot's already in that door. Yeah. Whereas if you look at a new brewery that has to start up, or let's say a new, uh, sometimes you have new people coming in for these breweries or whatnot, trying to get their name known. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and I've seen these. Like I work a lot with the reps of other breweries as well. Um, you know, they're all great people as well, whether they're microbreweries or not. They're, you know, the the the, 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 the macro breweries, mm. as they call them. Um, you know, we work. All, I work still working for them as Tappet as well, right? So I have to keep that where Tappet is still doing that. Um, but the the brewery itself is still going to be working in a relationship with the microbreweries as well. Mm. Um, but you they, feel like those those smaller or those other uh, microbreweries might 
a bit suffer from a saturation problem, like having that many um, that that you might not necessarily have that issue. I guess they've also got the market, though, right? Like, there's more people. Yeah, they like where they're at. I mean, they're they're into every restaurant. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, I think it's a battle for some of them, maybe down mm-hmm. into the bigger areas, because there's only so many places they have it and can put them on top, right? It's not everybody that can that can put them on tap i guess it's not oh, it depends on the bar owner right depends on the oh. restaurant or the bar owner who, who so they, they have choose. to be approached individually okay and that's correct and that's where I, I think i have that little extra edge when it comes to that when i go into these restaurants or these or these bars um that they know me already they know what kind of service i do for tap it so by seeing that they say okay well maybe he's going to give the same service he does for full beard right and, it's not uh, fly by night no, yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. not somebody showing up. Here's my beer. Take it and leave. Right? We're making sure that the customer is happy. You know, whether they need glassware, they need whatever they need. Here, this is what it is. We'll get you that. We'll make sure you're you're selling our beer. If you need me to be there one night just to talk to your staff and do certain things, mm-hmm. we can do that. If it takes me to do an extra cleaning for our lines, we'll do that too. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, full beard. We'll pay to have it to get to have it to do the lines. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. We get the lines to be cleaned. Um, but yeah, so you know. Some and, and and the biggest thing is, is I talked to uh, the guys from Henderson again. We go back to their brewery in Toronto. Um, when I talked to them, they they know my my background as being draft service in the area, and they hired a guy on from Creamer, which is their draft guy. And they said it's a it's a plus to have me there doing the full beard part because we can do the draft service work of it too, whether it's installs and stuff like that that needs to be done. Uh, I have the knowledge of it. So, you know, if we do get somebody down in Toronto to do some work for us, but, you know, do whatever, uh, we don't get in trouble, you know, and we don't have issues where they're going to screw up my lines, right? Mm. And Or, or overcharge me, one or the other. Okay. <laughs> that's probably a big concern. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and that's where these, a lot of the breweries do find, like, uh, you know, I was speaking with Mike from New Ontario. Um, he's been talking because they had a draft guy for a while, and then now they don't have anybody. So he's been doing a lot of the work themselves, but... It, you know, these guys aren't not as much, they, they know beer, they know how to brew, but to do the draft side of it, it's a little different. Okay. It has some similarities, but some difference in it. And, uh, you know, they contacted me on and helping them out. And I said, oh, you know what, guys, I'm a phone call away. Give me a call. I'll help you guys out whenever it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, well, no, that's, uh, that, that's really cool that you've been able to maintain those relationships and really get to uh, a point where, um, oh, I think uh, we may have... Oh, no, it's no, back. No, it's back. Our video home. feed is back, folks. <laughs> You'll have to play with that later. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a couple of little spots where it's just the Beard Bullshit logo, that's all. <laughs> oh, that's no. okay. Uh, it's, it's cool that you've been able to maintain these uh, these relationships with people uh, in the business and uh, how... I, I don't. I don't want to call it like exploiting those those relationships, but being able to utilize those to kind of promote uh, where uh, where your business is going. So um, I'm I'm happy to hear that, and and I'm happy to hear that there's collaboration going on with other businesses in the community as well. Like you you were saying that whole young street uh, or younger street. What do we What have we got here? I think the oh, I think video we're... might not be working now. So. <laughs> For uh, those for those who who might just be <laughs> listening now, we're still we've we've still got the audio going, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll figure all that out later. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been really good conversation anyway so far. Yeah. Most of the people who listen to this don't watch it anyway. So, <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's really encouraging to to see that there's that collaboration either with local businesses, but also with regional businesses, right? So you're not just uh, you're not just having those partnerships.
relationships uh, with uh, with local people, but it's also uh, showing how it's possible for people to expand. And I think this, uh, the more that there are these businesses that open, it seems to want to hit that kind of critical mass where more people are going to start doing that, right? The more they see that it's possible and it's not such a ridiculously large endeavor. We've talked about this before on the podcast, how if you just, if you want to do something, you just do it, right? That's right. And, and I, I guess, you know, looking forward to having you on the show, uh, one of the questions or what uh, one of the things I was wondering most was what, uh, you know, was, was this something that you just fell into beer? Or, I mean, is this just, is this something you've enjoyed since you were what, 15, 16? <laughs> no, 14? Oh, Timmins, yeah. Keep going down. 14. 14. 13 years old, I guess. I think we all had our probably first Coors Light when we were a lot younger, so who knows? Um, <laughs> But no, you know what? It's been it's been something in my mind for quite a few years. Uh, talked with family numerous times. We even talked about doing a brewery pub at one time with some some family friends that were into the the chef business. Um, but I just I, I'm not a big fan of doing the food side of it. I think it's a, there's a lot to to to, to it, and uh, I think beer is a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. and especially me or knowing about what we you know what we're doing for beer wise is a lot easier. Um, it's like cooking. But, you know, you're a chef and it's an equipment and you don't have to worry about other things other than burning the place down, right? So uh, <laughs> It's pretty important. Uh, it's pretty important, yeah. And I think with a brewery, you don't have to worry about too much of that. So everything's pretty much self-contained. Oh, yeah. the, the biggest thing that could happen would be, what, you know, beer spilling or, you know, water being everywhere. So, but I think, we, I think we, we're okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> water spilling and beer, yeah. But, but, uh, it, but it's happened. It's happened. Did you get... It, you know, this is going back, I'd say, probably, uh, I was at the brewery, about eight years ago, maybe nine, Sleeman Breweries, and uh, forgive me, Rock, but the Cooper, Cooper Sleeman, and one of the reps, he, you know, they had a big leak in some of their tanks in the parking lot was full of beer. It was pretty much filled up to the cars. I think it was eight or nine years ago. You can probably even Google it, and you can probably check it out. Oh, that's not, that's and, not a bad uh, idea to do that right about now. <laughs> and... Uh, they had the burrito and, and it was all into the parking lot. All the tanks, one of the tanks blew up or had a malfunction and it leaked into the parking lot. I feel like, it, uh, like I see that right now. I just Googled <laughs> Sleeman spill. Sleeman, oh, what is it? Oil, no, oil spill and control in Sleeman, Ontario. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it should say yes. Beer, beer, uh, beer spill in parking lot, Sleeman's. Yeah. Let's see if that. Poor Google work. Yeah, yeah, what can I say? That's uh, that, that we should have Jason doing that, but um, no, that that's that's actually a quite quite a funny story to see that. Uh, I could just and see sad too at the same time because you're, now you're losing a lot of beer. That's yeah. a lot of hectoliters. Well, it's right of beer. up to your knees. I'm sure there's guys out there with their own pitchers and <laughs> scooping it up. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the world's greatest day. It's yeah. Christmas in July, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and they don't need to get those what are those car scents anymore. They can just have to open the doors yeah. and the beer be in it. <laughs> the beer just okay. come right in. <laughs> Your heat score getting pulled over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, uh, sir. Uh, have you had anything to drink? No, tonight? not a drink. I swear to God, I was just that everything just spilled into my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, we've yeah, heard this before. Okay. <laughs> we've heard that story before from the last ten guys who've been driving down the road. Let me guess, the beer was in your car. <laughs> 
No, no that's sure. uh, that's really cool, and uh, we're really uh, glad to have you on tonight. And, awesome. Well, thank uh, you guys really, for having me. Really no happy problem. to speak to you. Um, I know we've kind of lost our, our video feed here. Well, no, but, well, um, keep doing the bullshit part. I mean, uh, Jay usually has a little bit of bullshit for us to talk about. So, uh, I mean, absent of city council meeting that's going on right now. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> hope, oh, maybe it's on fire. City Hall might be on fire now. We never know. Yeah, you never Which, know. Which, uh, well, we might have lost probably out. Check, you can check Facebook. You can probably see some yeah. of it on there right now. <laughs> uh, so, first, before I get into a new story, uh, I just want to bitch about a couple people again. Some my my, my my bitching of my my uh, <laughs> portion of the bullshit. It's supposed to be uh, a segment. So yeah, my segment. <laughs> so uh, two people to bitch about. One is once again it's driving related. Is the a hole? But usually it's a, usually it's a woman. Uh, what? But the a hole who's who follows you on the highway, right up to your ass, and like you'll be you know you're speeding. You know, I'll, I'll, I I won't lie. I have a foot. You know I'm coming down. You know one forty four. I'm doing. You know, that's 30 over, I'll say 30. So, but that person is right up on your ass, but will not pass you. But if <laughs> anyone goes faster than you, they will pass you and be right up on that person's ass and follow that person and just keep with the whole time. So I drove back from Subway uh, just this weekend and from Subway to, you know, pass the watershed. So a good 200 clicks, this girl was on my ass, with, like literally 10 yards off my ass. Like two car likes, like literally. If I would have hit the brakes, she was, she was in gone my car. Through the she was in my car. <laughs> so it was like, bitch, if you can't fucking like take the fucking risk and speed a bit, get the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Lay, lay, pass me. Yeah, lay so off or this. pass me. Yeah. Simple as that. It's one or the other. But it's like, oh no, no, no. I'm gonna let you get the ticket, and hopefully I don't get one. But God, smart, it's just smart. Bad. But I've seen it all the time. It drives me fucking nuts. Just can't like, speaking yeah, of which, I was, we were coming back today, and uh, we hit. Uh, I think it was the, the, the double lanes before. It was just outside North Bay. Same scenario. We're driving up, and then this one car, you know, decides to follow me behind me, and I figured, okay, they're going to speed up, so I turn into the right lane. They go up, and then all of a sudden, the lane closes off, so I get back in. Well, then they start slowing down, and I'm like, really? Uh, you just finished yeah. passing me, and now you're slowing down. Yeah. So no. now when I get my first opportunity, what am I doing? I'm going back, but I'm going, you know, maybe 15 over the speed limit, as as most people would sometimes. Yeah, yeah. well, you know? we, we all know. We've all talked to cops. Drive 15 over, you're fine. No you're one's bothering you. So I do that. I put it back in cruise control. I pass her. I got a trailer and everything, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm now past her, and I'm ahead of her. No problem. Well, next you know, they come back again, and this same car comes back again and does the same thing and slows down again. I'm like, are you trying to... Are you trying to get me, you know, upset and, and you know, really speed past you? Cause, like, Have you seen uh, the movie Duel? Duel. Duel. It's Spielberg's first, one of his first movies. Mm-hmm. It's literally, buddy, Buddy's in his car. He's in, like, his, like, 89 Caprice. He's driving down, you know, Arizona Highway somewhere. Pulls up on a big rig. All right, passes him. Gets ahead of him for a while. Then suddenly this big old big rig comes right up on his ass. He's like, ooh, well, the guy's right behind me. Passes him. Very weird. And then guy slows down. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Passes the big rig. And guess, guess way ahead of him. Then this big rig literally comes up on him and almost runs him off the road. He's like, what the fuck? Like, pulls yeah. off. The guy goes by him, but slows right down again. Does another like 80. And he's like, okay, what's going on? Then the big rig weighs him to pass him. Like, hey, go ahead, pass me. When he goes to pass, gets in the other lane, there's a big rig coming the other direction. Almost takes him out. The guy's like, what? This guy's trying to kill me. So he pulls over. He passes him, takes off, pulls into like a 
a uh, gas station. Guy slept with his wife or something. Big rig. Showed, <laughs> nope, the whole thing just this guy, this big rig, just the size. He wants to kill this guy. And he just he tries. That was to, the whole point of the he movie. He just wants to run him off road. It's an entire movie of just the camera <laughs> going back and forth between this car and a big rig. The whole so the call duel should have been just road rage. It should have been. Yeah, dual, well, trucker yeah, road dual rage. But it's called duel. I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's actually a pretty well, fantastic movie for being literally three different scenes. <laughs> three scenes of just like <laughs> back and forth passing. Yeah, it's pro- probably done pretty economically, right? Like you could keep replaying the passing just different scenes angles of it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a lot cheaper that way for sure. So, no, that's uh, extremely frustrating. I, I can definitely understand your frustrations oh, yeah. there, Jay. So the only other uh, so the, before I get into any bullshit, more bitching. Uh, the other one is what I don't understand. Maybe you guys can, can explain. This. Maybe you guys have this fear. <laughs> I'm it's when I'm walking. I got a duck. Okay, sweetest dog in the world. Corey's Corey's seen him, played with him. Oh, sweetest yeah. dog in the world. You know, yeah. just a goofball thing. You know, never worried. Good with my kids. Yeah. Won't do a thing. Like his kid will literally sit on his head, and my dog just sleeps. I wrestled <laughs> bulldog. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the sweetest dog. He's a you know part retriever, Pyrenees. Just this beautiful, actually a beautiful dog. I walk this dog an hour a day, easily. Which my weight doesn't show. But <laughs> That's why I'm sitting behind the table. <laughs> and I come up on people every day. And these will be grown men, bigger than you, bigger beard than you have. <laughs> and you walk, you come up next to them, and then suddenly they just tense up and just get way off. They're just hiding, hiding. And you're like, scared of dogs. What the fuck? Like, this dog's like there. It's like, like this biggest smile on his face, tongue wagging. Yeah, but like some people prancing. have an irrational fear of dogs. But you know? it's yeah. all of the time, and there's so many. Of them. And guess what? I've gotten beaten up by people. Some dudes have beat the shit out of me. I am not scared of every man I meet now. <laughs> <laughs> I can walk down the street, and I'm not freaking get over. This dog's not going to bit you. Guess what? Get over it. <laughs> it's a fucking dog. That's enough. Like I don't understand that irrational fear. Like I, I, I don't know. I've got car accidents. Whatever. I'm not scared of every freaking Volkswagen I go by. No. I don't get it. And like it doesn't make sense. It it just is the dumbest I, irrational fear. It's like you, you, it's yeah, really I'd have to see your dog. I, you have a picture of your dog. I'd have to see your dog. Oh, you he's a beautiful dog. It looks like he's smiling all the time. Put a phone there or using mine yeah, for your thing. Or you yeah, can be here, yours. Here, here, use your. But even but even then, I guess some people are like. I mean, I was when I was younger, I got bit by a dog. You know, I was a German Shepherd, obviously, but I'm not scared of German Shepherds. I mean, unless I know. I'm scared of Germans. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody. <laughs> <laughs> But you know we have to. You know I think most of them. Is, there's something that happened, and and that's where they're scared. Even though they're big guys. I mean, I'm a big guy, but I mean, obviously, I got my Irish bit from a German Shepherd. So, I don't know. That one's yeah, oh, a beautiful uh, dog. Yeah. Here, just scroll through that. No, his, it, he's got his own Facebook profile pictures. <laughs> oh, look at a happy lassie. Yeah, exactly. there you go. That's, yeah. That's well, the, you know what? My next pissed off segment is going to be people who post dogs as their. Fucking, <laughs> their dogs I hate those douchebags. <laughs> Like oh, dog park people that are get, fantastic. Get, 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 tell them to get their own page. Tell them to get no, their own but, Facebook page. But that's definitely a, a, something that messes with you psycho, uh, psychologically. Like, I got yeah. bit by a German Shepherd. I'm not scared of every dog in front of me, but, like, some people get, like, pretty but why, traumatically attacked why do, by Like, dog. why do guys not have that when they get beat up uh, in a bar fight? Well, maybe they're it's not, not as traumatic. They're not, they're not. They're intoxicated yeah. at a bar fight. Yeah, but true, yeah, true. They probably that. don't remember. It. It. Hey, who says they, I wasn't toxic? They had one too many five o'clock shadows. <laughs> hey, this is a perfect time to say, everyone, as you're enjoying your beer, please enjoy responsibly as we do here. That's right. <laughs> and that, that rhymed, and I didn't even, I didn't even mean for it to rhyme. Anyways, getting smarter by the minute. 
<laughs> no, I just, just uh, I don't know. I had to bitch about that because I've seen it every time, and I saw it last night, and the guy was huge, and I was like, dude, my dog's sixty pounds. You could punt him. <laughs> my dog pissed off right now. Let's <laughs> so yeah, no, like, get the. I don't know. I was like, get the fuck over it. It's a fucking dog. It hasn't done anything. You were a grown man. Stop it. I understand if you're an old little lady. Maybe I, yeah, you might be a little scared. That or a child. You know, you know what? Some yeah. some grown men like that are scared of little dogs. Doesn't yeah, have to be a big yeah, dog. Could have been could have been bitten. Uh, they you know that one yeah. take a chance. I, I you know what? I know you guys are trying to rationalize it. You guys are being nice. <laughs> I'm still fucking rationalizing how retarded of a phobia that is. We, we are, get over it. We are painting you as the or, giant or maybe or maybe they walk out. away further enough away because they don't want the dog to jump on them too. Because yeah, there maybe. is some dog. My dog, you know, mine's brainless sometimes, but. You know, we walk, and then, she, you know, if somebody goes up to an excitement, she wants to jump up, and that's, you know, that's the style of dog, right? So, you know, some people kind of get away, you know, and don't want to be, but... My brother's the same way, but, you know, he's severely retarded. He's 33. <laughs> he jumps up a lot. We have to tell him not to, but, you know... <laughs> Your brother does that, jumps on people? Uh, no, I, I really have no... Peace no, in the spot. I literally... <laughs> he's pretty good. He, he'll... he'll I'll let you get him out in the morning, you know, if you, but you can't let him wait too long. I literally don't, like, uh, very literally don't have a dog in the fight. I'm a cat owner. Yeah. It, like, oh, boy. Yeah. I know. Gay I'm sure people failed. Have, <laughs> <laughs> people have opinions about cat owners, but uh, they take care of themselves. Uh, to a certain extent, depending on the ones you had. I've had some that, oh, my God. Try to keep those things clean. Oh yeah, no. Well, the catty litters and stuff. Uh, I I have um, a long-haired cat that we picked up out of a ditch somewhere. Oh. And uh, the, the when that thing's sick, it's probably the most mad I've ever been. My my wife Eesh. listens to me in the morning whipping up that furball. Looks like a piece of shit. No, 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 no. Not not the furball. No, no. no okay. when when it's sick and it's. Dragging itself all over, oh, it's dragged itself yeah, all yeah, over the yeah, house yeah. all uh, all night. Nice. Yeah, this is exactly where we wanted to venture with this yeah, talk. Nice. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so we can get some. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay, Jay's usually uh, got some more appetizing stuff for us to discuss. So, uh, so uh, first thing I was that. thinking about it was, uh, I don't know. I was thinking something disgusting. I had nothing there. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, some stuff in the news, and I'm uh, not using my laptop today, so I'm trying to remember everything off the top of my head. Uh, Hard to do. So I guess the biggest thing in the news in the last two days was uh, uh, Republican nominee uh, Donald Trump with his uh, tax return from 1995 being released showing that he lost $916 million, nearly a billion in the one year, meaning that, you know, depending on which couple of things I don't understand about it, but and being a guy who took accounting and business or some stuff that I have some questions about it. Uh, but this guy, because of this, might not have paid taxes in the last... 18 years, they're guessing. <laughs> because, you know, if in well, a corporate. He's shown losses. He's shown losses. You don't have Which, to raise. The thing I understand, though, it's. Okay, uh, there's no ways this in the, Like, it's this is business income. There's no ways he took negative business income. His The businesses themselves, because, like, he, he's getting investment income. And I'm not sure maybe the American tax law is a little bit different. Because it's an incorporation. Yeah. So he, he's not doing business income as a sole proprietorship. It's going to be some type of investment income or whatever income from his dividends. How is he getting ne- negative about this? Like, how much is he holding in his own name? Which that what throws me. That's one thing that I'm, I, I question. Corey, I don't think this is in his uh, realm of, uh, of expertise. Expertise. Yeah. But it, well, how it, does a guy that rich have hair that bad? 
Like, there's... <laughs> he, he lost a billion dollars. Yeah, that's that's why. But you, that, you too couldn't afford a haircut if you no? were losing a yeah. billion dollars every year. But that, I mean, that's what doesn't make sense. I don't get that. You know what? I, I don't understand 100% on some of that. But I know, obviously, as being now a new business owner in the, in the corporate world, uh, there's a lot more to it. And I think the, uh, you know, he's obviously... He's got people at the right places at the right time to uh, <laughs> shift some stuff around. Sure. Whether it's a few numbers added to those uh, those other corporations, so, you know, he yeah. may not just have the one. Uh, I know other people can have up to a certain amount of corporation numbers, mm-hmm. but you cannot be given negative dividends. So you cannot get less income. Your sole proprietorship. If you, if you yeah. said tap, it was not incorporated. Sole proprietorship. Yeah. Sure it might be. It might not be. Yeah. Those losses stay in your name, and you can use them. They are carried forward indefinitely, and they go back. I think seven years. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. My my yep. accounting friends might be a little upset, but you can go forward for indefinitely. So with those losses, so how are these? Like these can't still be in his name. It must be in his corporation. Which that's what like a lot of this information because it's only like one or two pages that were shown. Yeah. Which that's the thing that's kind of confusing. And well, does anybody really think like this guy was being honest? Like, I don't know <laughs> no, how much no, you've been. No, I, I don't know how no. much he's a TV show been guy. Following this, I, I watch, this I watch Apprentice. Stuff. That's the only thing I know him from. Right? I was didn't watch him. That's about I it. mean, he's a TV show guy, and I think if if the, if, the, if the United States vote him in, you know, he's a TV show guy. He's going to be there for the, the show. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly Reagan was an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and considered right. considered one of the best presidents. Uh, in modern era, <laughs> Jesus Christ, conservatives <laughs> do believe that. <laughs> the uh, second, they're waiting for the second coming of Reagan. Oh, Reagan. Reagan. Uh, Jesus here. Uh, we'll wait for Reagan. <laughs> but I, I don't know how much you've been following this, but it, it's, uh, I don't know, everybody's been talking about, well, obviously everybody talks about it. Everybody and their best friend talks I about it. I think it's just. Yeah. I mean, even for me, I watched a bit of the Saturday Night Live the other night with, with having both them. Back and forth. Is it Baldwin, eh? It was Baldwin, oh, Baldwin was acting as him, and then uh, I forget the lady's name that acts for her. Uh, but they had different people on before that I seen act as her. So, um, but I think Baldwin did a pretty good job of it when I watched it. Uh, but it, you know, these these two characters. I mean, obviously, the, the states are in trouble for a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys could probably agree on that too. I'm sure yeah, you have had other past we, we episodes. Don't, we don't argue about that. That's <laughs> true. Were, were you actually just just sorry, discuss uh, it? Politically, we're kind of uh, uh, almost op- not opposing ends, but we we have a uh, we're meeting in the middle uh, with deferring uh, opinions. But uh, one thing about the American politics, we're we're kind of on uh, right now. We're on the same page. Yeah, that, that sounds right about now. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, he he has uh, you know given in and and has said I am correct with a lot of stuff lately, which I think it just goes to show how messed up stuff are, is there. That he actually is agreeing with me. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> You you know what though I, I find it funny because and and we obviously with Counselor Ronaldo last week we we talked with her about oh, yeah. this I'm sure about that too ad yeah. nauseum about how uh, and and I mean like the whole Trump thing has just been like it, it's been talked about to yeah, it's it's too much to talk like, about if you've made up your mind at this point you made up your mind who you're supporting right yeah but, who is on the fence right but now it's, yeah exactly <laughs> but this this idea <laughs> I, I want to see how he really feels about that wall <laughs> but. Uh, I, I think uh, what it's kind of indicative of, and we were talking about it last week, how there's a real sense of polarization in all political spheres, right? And yeah. and what I find interesting is that it's still coming to affect our little town here. And, I mean, I'm excited to go see. Like, we're recording this. It's Monday today. We're going to yeah. release this Friday. Um, 
<laughs> I'm really, really excited to see what's going on at city council yeah. meeting. And I could have never said that before, ever, ever. ever. And I mean, like you, you've been exposed to, to yeah. some of the back and forth that goes on uh, with, with city politics. Yeah. And I mean, you before the podcast, you were talking about how you were there when this whole this whole thing kind of came to a head and, and we're yeah. kind of privy to, to all of that and the background stuff that was going on. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, uh, obviously we, we had our first council meeting, which was just the uh, amendment to bring us into motion for the, for the vote. Yeah. And if there's anybody against us as well. Uh, and then the second one, which was then we went to city council. We thought uh, after the, they had some awards and whatnot, they had a few other introductions to other things. We, you know, we checked the list where we're at. We're four and a half hours in, uh, to the city council before we even got a vote. But during this whole time, we got to sit there and enjoy pretty much, you know, popcorn and pop show, right? I should have had my beer and popcorn there. It would have been even funner, right? Was it cringeworthy? Like, did you, did, at um, some point, you go, ah. Oh. Well, I knew the camera was on us, so I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't make too much sudden movements to where I had to be or, you know, just kind of look intrigued and, and listening, right? Um, but there was a battle between the two, and and I didn't, I, I think I'm, I was probably... Uh, out of the loop of where those two guys were uh of what's going on and um to find out like you know you know Dubo is bringing this up and, and so is Campbell and then you got the mayor going back and saying well this is not what it is or um I was kind of lost right mm-hmm. it was it was a battle of something that was between them two and not and, you and not me yeah so um I listened to it it was fun uh <laughs> I think I I even had some texts from people that were watching at home kind of saying, you know, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, I was waiting I was waiting for the strip pole oh, to come out cool. and stuff, but I didn't want to go that far with, with city council, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it was becoming something of a, of a show. It, it wasn't something that it, it was – it's not political in there. but yeah. personal. Um, it wasn't – yeah, it was more personal. And I think something that like that, they should have maybe kept other – behind doors or mm. not have it videoed and maybe just have it in in session well what we're trying to do is to get everybody to come argue on our show yeah okay one at a time we that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be good yeah. be great. get them all like three or four of them at all the same, them time. At the same just, time just having some security too yeah no kidding <laughs> and if you have any chairs around they might but be throwing as a, chairs as a business owner uh yeah. does this uh kind of this well i don't want to say discourage you i mean it, you probably have uh, now that you're you're getting ready to get set up you probably have less to do with the uh, the city council and so on, yep. but I mean, our politics are what's going to inspire the people of the city, right? So I would wonder, does that kind of make you go? You know, we've been talking a lot about Timmins Pride tonight yeah. and being proud to be part of the community and having yep. everybody kind of be collaborative and, and help each other out. But when you see our, our local politicians act in this way, does does it kind of make you? cringe because it does for me yeah i mean uh i mean i think we're all adults i think there's a way of uh you know there's there's times that i want to scream and yell at everybody or you know scream and yell on the phone to you know rogers or something but my cell phone is not working properly but i think you have to deal with it a proper way and and whether you're on tv or not and you're dealing with public figure and you're running the city with certain thing i think everybody has to uh you know talk about All right, so we're back. We lost power for a sec. Amateur hour. Amateur hour. No kidding. No, no, I'm all right. I'm going to have to. I got to drive home, man. Come on. 
I'm uh, enjoying responsibly, as there you I go. said earlier. There you go. And look at that. Look at the head All that right. he's got on that beard. Oh, oh man. Oh, is it going to stay? No, uh, it didn't. You should it take a picture the- of that. That should look good, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a good-looking picture right there. I'll put it with your uh, gonna, the lights in the backside gonna there, gonna too. going to Instagram it right away. Look at this. I'm going to give the, there you the go. horns in the back. There you go. All right, so we're back in business now. Hopefully, everything's functioning and everything's <laughs> going to keep functioning for the rest of the podcast. But uh, no, what, what were we talking about before? Uh, municipal politics. John was talking about municipal politics. I think you were talking about uh, being there. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure if you remember where you left off, because I don't. <laughs> I think it was just yeah, we were just talking about us being there for the four and a half hours, and um, you know, seeing them kind of go back and forth. Uh, you know, like Corey was bringing up that you know, like. You know, you're a public figure and you should be acting in a proper way. And I think, you know, yelling and screaming like young children uh, at that age, not a great place for it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, some people, that's how they deal with some things, you know. People sure. like to yell and scream. And uh, I think there's better ways of talking about it and sitting down and over a pint of, you know, 5 o'clock sure. shadow. Maybe that's what uh, they should be doing. They should yeah, be. They should be more relaxed. Sit right? around, drink beer, and, like, Just, be able to talk to each other civilly yeah well, just like have somebody sober do. have somebody sober to write that stuff down that's very yeah, true it can get really bad <laughs> so john you were talking about your first that was one of your first uh, uh, experiences with council yes it was uh i've never been to city hall other than watching it maybe on tv or, yeah, or paying a parking there. ticket or something <laughs> yeah pretty much parking <laughs> ticket speeding ticket for the city of timmins police uh you know so, who knows <laughs> I, I i have a a neat little story about my first time going to city council i decided to uh, run uh last election right. which uh, obviously failed horribly uh horribly <laughs> come on uh, so i decided you know, I, I attended a few and uh you know just to kind of uh you know, be, be in a no. Yeah. Uh, and I went with one of my good friends, Lance Pollock. A uh, real good guy. Uh, currently lives in Niagara Falls. Or, sorry, Hamilton. Uh, yeah, Hamilton. I don't know why it's in Niagara. In Hamilton. And uh, yeah, great. he used to work in, live in Timmins, work in Timmins. But uh, he's originally from, uh, the, I think, the Thunder Bay area. But lived in, went to school in Hamilton and whatnot. So he decided to send me an email while we were both sitting next to each other. Sends me this email. And I was reading it during council. And I couldn't stop laughing. It was. I don't know why this was the funniest thing I have ever seen. I was crying, and I remember seeing like. And you were a candidate running. Yeah, at this I think time. it was like Todd oh. Lever was looking at me like, just like, who the hell is this guy? Like, who is this guy? I'm just there like laughing, laughing and crying. crying away. So I'll read you the email he sent me, and, and if any of you were wrestling fans from uh, from the late '90s, you're a wrestling fan, so, John. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so Stone Cold Steve you, you might you yeah. might enjoy yeah. some yeah. of this. So this. Uh, he sent this was an email he decided to send to Mr. Wayne Gates, who's an MPP. He's a, a new Democrat, in okay. the, so he's a, a municipal. Or sorry, a member of provincial parliament, uh, <laughs> and for the Niagara region. Okay, the Niagara region too. Yes. On top of that, oh so <laughs> this this is the email he's and Lance says like wrote this and I'll, I'll first preface this with he wrote this email and sent it to his friend who's one of the one of the assistants for Wayne Gates. In Niagara, so like this guy helps him out, kind of like actually the job that uh, uh, Councillor uh, uh, Gresla does for Mr. Bisso. Okay, this guy does That's the same right. job. Okay. so he does whatever. If you need help to, with uh, with your MPP or anything uh, provincially, you go speak to them. It's like a liaison. Yeah, so yeah. he sends it to his friend, and his friend decides, "Well, <laughs> this is a pretty funny email. I'm giving it to Wayne Gates and not telling him anything about it. Nice. Just give it to him." So the email reads: "Dear Wayne, please accept this correspondence in the strictest of confidence." 
I am running today in correct in recognition of both your title as Niagara Falls Jobs Champion and <laughs> and your many years experience in the labor movement. <laughs> These credentials indicate that you are without question the man to speak to regarding a very serious issue that has yet that has for the last fifteen years stood as a massive injustice. Wayne, I ask you, is it time that we right the wrong? Sorry, I'm I'm laughing at the music, <laughs> but I'm, I, I know what's happening. As you know, we are in the grip of a terrible power struggle that I feel is all but lost. <laughs> oh boy. It is time that the le- legislature made a commitment to provide assistance to the union, as it has been without significant representation since the corporation merged with the Undertaker's <laughs> Ministry of Darkness in 1999 <laughs> to create the much aligned corporate ministry. Oh, God. <laughs> These corrupt forces stomped out the union's flame <laughs> and with it a part of our very humanity. We cannot fault the Undertaker, however. He, <laughs> he does what he can. <laughs> as, jobs champ- as jobs champion, I ask you to table a bill committing the on- Ontario to mobilize the resources in support of this cause. I believe the best method of support will be to provide subsidies to Hearst on a two-by-four <laughs> lumber production. <laughs> we have seen that the union prefers the symbol of working-class resistance. This will result in an increased uh, exportation and stimulate demand. Stimulate two-by-four two production, <laughs> and union membership will skyrocket. As a matter of priority, we must first make contact with the union's former chief representative of mankind. Although I have little evidence, I'm certain that he has kept the underground union movement operating, albeit discreetly. Please, Wayne. He has fought this battle alone for far too long. The big show may know his whereabouts. Che Guevara uh, showed us in Bolivia that the creation of a favorable domestic political condition is a Essential success, <laughs> mankind is key to this. <laughs> wow. And this is still going. So I'm reading this oh. during this council meeting, crying, because it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever read. <laughs> and it's kind of sad that I know what he's talking about. Do, do we know? Okay, but but do we know what, what this guy did with this email? Did he, did he like Wait, say... It I believe he just reaction? posted on the wall saying, this guy, we have a nut job from Tim and sending us shit. Who is this? Oh, we've got... <laughs> <laughs> we got somebody who wants to come in, oh. come and say hi. Daddy no, he's, he's... Uh, all right, <laughs> right. Sorry, my, my yeah. parents walked into one oh, yes. once oh, in my basement. Happened. They just walked in, said hi, and, and took off. Yeah. <laughs> took off. Hey, see what you guys are doing. Yeah. So, do you want more of this? <laughs> this is good. Keep going. Okay. It's funny. I first, I further ask you to work to help relieve the Undertaker of his responsibilities for hanging the bi- the big boss man. This act, although brutal, was not the fault of the ministry. As you know, Vincent McMahon deceived the Undertaker. All subsequent actions taken on his behest are therefore pardonable. I believe the Undertaker wields a power far too great to forsake in this fight. Sergeant Slaughter, although goofy, can confirm this claim. If <laughs> his military service should not be taken lightly. His military Attach, you will find the photographs of several individuals I feel will lend a helping hand in our plight. Please seek them out. Thank you, Wayne. I know you'll, be, you'll do the right thing. Was there pictures too? Yours in, in Union Fever, Lance <laughs> Pollock. So it's a picture of Buff Bagwell. Oh, Buff Bagwell. Holy <laughs> A picture of, I can't remember who that is. Uh, that was, was King Kong, wasn't it? Was it King Kong? Was yeah. It was, was it? King Kong. Or, uh, or, or was that King Kong Bundy? Yeah, it's King Kong uh, Bundy. King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, Goldberg. Goldberg, yep. <laughs> and oh, uh, Booker T and uh, whoever else. Yeah, uh, I don't remember Booker T, but that guy I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, so 
That's this email that I sent. <laughs> this was sent to an, a member, member of provincial parliament. This was sent to provincial parliament. So the people that they're referring to must be somebody that they're they're talking about, like the Undertaker being somebody that they didn't like. Or I would whatnot, assume. Or, or, I would assume that it. there's some kind of it, it's got to make some sense. <laughs> but it, to, to write that up though, and have all those you know, oh, yeah. in there. Well, to take the time to actually oh, yeah. write that because his buddy. Because I guess they used to send each other emails on like just dumb shit like that all the time. And they both, you know, I guess were in the, in the wrestling in 99. <laughs> and they would send it back and forth. And he sent them one. And I guess his friend thought, this is the funniest thing ever. I'm giving it to him. <laughs> and then, like, he didn't tell him that I'm giving it to him. He just gave it to him. Then later told oh, yeah, by the way, Wayne read your shit. He thinks you're a crazy guy. <laughs> so I guess they literally thought, like, there's, a, there's this nut job in Timmins who is so into wrestling and believes it's so real that he wants me to help him. He wants me to help him. <laughs> so... I don't know. I, I, I literally get to see <laughs> Council, and I am laughing my balls off. See, I wonder I style. wonder how much of this stuff, like, actual city councilors get or, like, actual politicians get. Like, how much of this bullshit? Like, if I if I had, like, Charlie Angus's personal email and, like, in the middle of debate there and he's, yeah. got, his, he's got his smartphone or whatever out and he gets a fucking email like that. <laughs> Yeah, one laughing. of my what constituents, and then, he, and then he, he says, "I'm getting, I'm getting a commentary from one of my constituents right now," and starts reading it and goes, eh, <laughs> what the? All right, "We're gonna put it down." <laughs> but yeah, so that was my that was my first uh, experience at city council. Uh, it was nothing to do with city council. Well, it was just my asshole friend sending <laughs> shit while I'm there. Well, you know, la- last week we were talking about how it would be great if there was the possibility for us to like live feed. Yeah. Into you know yeah. when when they have their uh, their city council meeting and you you can watch it online the that Twitter there was like a, tw- going a Twitter feed across that you can That'd actually cool, like yeah. send tweets out yeah. like ima- <laughs> imagine that getting hijacked by the trolls oh. <laughs> the trolls with <laughs> well, the wrestling would. but it's, oh, it wouldn't be wrestling <laughs> no, trolls no, no, but no, trolls no, would, I, yeah. I mean I mean like real trolls not not the I'm sure you frequent so actually, the under Timmons the bridge Ontario. trolls yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm sure you frequent the Timmins Ontario Facebook page yeah and get to see the five people who comment who all commented on our stuff yeah they did we put a picture did you with us what? and noella we didn't put the we didn't put oh the you put a picture of you guys out just, on there yeah. yeah and uh the same five people commented <laughs> right away saying this is bullshit oh yeah well of course it's bullshit of course it is well who is this awesome so excited and it, that just kind of legitimized what, like, what we're doing it so. does no hey we're glad that people are listening that's about you know it. what they're going to listen to it right and that's the, and that's the main thing whether yeah. you're talking about something it's, it's conversation right yep, and a lot exactly. of people you know, when I drive, a lot of times I'll listen to CBC Radio. And sometimes it's stuff that, you know, talking about a book about I don't know what. But I'm listening because I, I want to listen. I want to mm-hmm. hear what it's yeah. about, right? It may not be so intriguing, but I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's extra stuff you learn, right? Yeah, and that's exactly why we wanted to start something like this. Well, and I, I remember when I messaged Jay about it, I said, there's a bunch of interesting people doing interesting shit in our community. Why don't we just provide a forum for that? For, for those people to come on and talk no, to us. No, 100%. And, and, and drink beer. Really. And drink beer, of obviously. And drink, it's an excuse to drink beer. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah. But uh, just being able to come in and, and not have that, you know, five-minute back and forth with a reporter where because we are not reporters. We are not we're, journalists. We're the furthest thing from journalists. <laughs> but uh, having a, a long-form conversation where you, actually, you can actually sit down and uh, and be able to really express yourself and, and give uh, give a good background about uh, what you do and, and why you're doing it, right? And, that, and oh, I yeah. think the more that, that people know the people in our community who are doing this kind of stuff, the more they can get behind it and... Um, and, uh, but it's interactive it. for them too, right? They'll, they'll see that. And that's what people want to hear. They want to see and, and talk. And, 
you know, I'm a big believer, like, you know, when we did our launch and a bunch of stuff, I, you know, it was a lot of paper, a lot of news, a lot of whatever social media, whatever we can do to try to get out there as much as possible. And I think any avenue you can get out there, not everybody's going to watch the podcast, but mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of good demographic on our age group or even, you know, a little bit older are going to be watching it. And uh, I think you guys are doing a good thing about it. And I like the fact that we can discussion about it and you know even though if they don't want to listen about it they can fast forward yeah right exactly if i'm too boring they can fast forward to others fuck off (laughs) (laughs) or check out other volumes too right yeah yeah well you've been you've definitely been far from boring uh it's it's been very interesting for me to 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 hear a lot about the brewing process because like i said uh at uh at the very beginning uh i'm a beer appreciator beer consumer (laughs) not a beer connoisseur beer tester beer tester a lot of people ask for it can we be your beer tester they're looking for jobs. I would love to do Applications that. been beer testers for a lot. So it's uh, <laughs> beer samplers, beer testers, and yeah. They want to get paid in beers. So that's, we, I don't know, let's check, uh, check with the government to see if we can do that because I don't know if that's right. But That'd be nice. That'd be a nice <laughs> job to have. Easy. You can see that on uh, the, the job bank <laughs> postings. Yeah, you paid minimum cool. wage, but... You know, you get the odd beer. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll work a lot out, a lot of overtime. Right above, <laughs> right above fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, Jay, what do you say we uh, we wrap this up? Oh, hey, we can wrap it up now. Yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, what you're looking for uh, an outro or uh, yeah, before, Jay, Jay's supposed to be the guy who who wraps us up here. Well, before I mean, that, he's been he's been trying a lot of things. But the last one was good, though, and I might be. I uh, was good. Do that. But uh, before you do that. Uh, uh, John, anything we can? Uh, where can we find you? We have any information That's out there? Twitter fa- feed, Facebook page, Facebook page, uh, Facebook page. Sorry, wow. Um, <laughs> Twitter, we have Twitter account. <laughs> we uh, uh, we're looking at doing an Instagram right now too. We're working on that. Cool. Uh, you know, we're trying to catch up. It's just been every day's been everywhere. Um, but I think I hope next time that when we're up and running and the brewery is somewhat in there and we have our tanks in there. Uh, a little bit more quieter without having dogs in a parking lot <laughs> in somebody's vehicle uh, during the night uh, and then truckers coming by. But, uh, you know, it's been a great facility for us having it here, too, with Montana. I want to mm-hmm. say that again. Sean and Rose have been really good with us and, and, and supplying the facility for us. But hopefully next time we get you guys in, we can have you guys at our location Would on the spot. To. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can, you can actually see yourself mirrored off the tanks, too. So, Ooh. you know, you can... You know, get ready for that. Appreciate then, our look. Yeah, and and we'll have uh, we'll have you guys set up perfectly. Right, maybe even do it right in the brewery itself on the in the brew side. Oh, uh, nice. Instead of being on the outside, where that'd be a lot. That sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I I would love to do that. Absolutely. You know, and, and do the and do the do at least another episode on there, and then we yeah. can see where we're at in that too, right? Excellent. Well, thanks again for coming in, Appreciate and uh, just again so everybody knows, you can find uh, Five O'clock Shadow Pale Ale at. Montana's here in Timmins or at the Miner's Sun North in Bay. North Bay. Yeah. And, and there's uh, a future one's going to be opening too. So, Right on. So everybody keep your ear to the pavement for that. And uh, Jason, sign us off, sir. I was hoping I was going to find or think of something just on the spot. Uh, I don't think it's happening. Uh, <laughs> so maybe we'll go with uh, the tried and tested. Uh, so uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if it wasn't for the beer, we wouldn't have the bullshit. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday.